Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast, episode eight, with me, Sarah Hunt, and... And me, Jez Hunt. It's great to be here again. I can't believe that we're at episode eight already. I know time is going really, really quickly, and these these recording sessions come around very quickly as well. It's awesome. They do indeed, yeah. Um, so today um, we did kind of say that we'd have a look at fear and what fear really is. Oh, yes. So this is quite an interesting topic because. Um, a lot of my work um, evolves around clearing fear for people. Um, and um, to me, fear is false evidence appearing real. And so um, when you look at it from that point of view, it's, it's about um, understanding that we're reacting to a situation where our perception is that something is very different to what it actually is. Does that make sense? And and so we kind of get a bit stressed about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was just following your chain of, train of thought then, and just like, okay, does it actually make sense? It it does. <laughs> just sorry. Oh, good. Listen. Um, yeah, I mean, in in my work as well in coaching, I deal a lot of with fear as well, and false evidence appearing real. Uh, I think many people may well have heard of that uh, definition, if you like, of of fear. I think I think you're right in that the people what people are actually fearful of is an unknown outcome. Yes, absolutely. I would agree and, with and that. And maybe that's just a slightly different way of putting what you said. So what you said, but that's my slightly different slant on it i think it's, it's the same thing but it's just a slightly different definition just a different way of defining it i guess is where i'm coming yes from. It, it it certainly sort of um worry and anxiety around an outcome relating to something yes and i've certainly come across people who've got a fear of fear itself which is quite an interesting yes fear one. of fear hmm. Mm, yeah, but that's the way that I intuit it and, sure. and it needs clearing. But but I've also had um, lots of different fears that people have had. And, um, and sometimes you're not aware on a conscious level of these fears. And certainly um, in my own experience, I go back to what I was telling you before about um, having been bitten by a dog last year. And, and I'm a dog lover and I had no understanding until I got bitten that actually I'd got a deep fear within me um, of big dogs attacking me (laughs) Um, until I got bitten and then it brought that to my attention that it was something that that actually need clear it needed clearing and probably when I look back um, the signs were there that I had some fear around big dogs but I didn't really take a massive amount of notice of it and so the universe gave me a big hello, you need to look at this um, by me ending up getting bitten. So that's kind of an extreme situation. But 
but there's there's all there, there's a lot of fears and and one of the the big fears that look i have been clearing energetically for people over this last two years is a fear of death mm-hmm. um and also um fears around losing loved ones as well which um um obviously has has been triggered by what's been going on in the world um yeah. and and it's I do feel that a fear of death comes from the comes from um, you know the way that people perceive death and have been come to understand uh, have come to understand um, with death as well. Um, and when you come into an understanding that you are more than your physical body, that you are a physical being having a, a spiritual being, sorry, having a physical experience. Um, then it's a lot easier to understand um, death as as just moving on to a, a new part of the journey that you're on. But for many, many people, death is a, is a frightening thing because they don't understand what it is. Where, where are they going? What's going to happen to them? Is it just a final thing? Yeah, um, and I think, I think also, particularly with death, I think people don't talk about it. It's not... You know, it's one of those taboo subjects that you, it's a natural part of life. It's a natural part of, you know, whether whether you're it's a, 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 it's a cycle, you know, whether you're an animal, a plant, uh, you know, any living creature on this planet will die um, and move on to the next part of its journey. Whatever your beliefs are, that's going to happen. Yeah. So, but the problem is that particularly with human loss, human death, we as a society don't generally talk about it. it's not the sort of thing that you just sit in a coffee shop and have a chat about death is it it's one of those things no, that not really. <laughs> you only talk about it when it occurs when somebody close to you or close to a friend of yours or whatever when it occurs in that environment then maybe you talk about it yes and and of course the process that people go through um when when they are approaching death is a lot of the time it is a not very pleasant experience and um, whether you're a relative a friend or whether you're the person experiencing that and so that creates a lot of the fear in people because they they it's just not nice is it so um so, so that adds to things but there's so many other fears that people yes um have fears of of spiders for example fear of flying um and and this um in my work experience seems to have come from um experiences in other lifetimes that get triggered um and and we do need to do a session on past lives at some point um but um I've certainly had experiences of clearing energies around um, lifetimes where people have experienced plane crashes, um, being shot down in a war, um, engines failing on a passenger plane and the the plane crashing. Um, and And I've picked up those energies and cleared all the connections to that. And that has taken the fear away. So it seems to me that with with fear, it's it can be lots of different experiences that have been negative experiences that have built up over a long period of time that then get triggered when something similar happens and so 
it's like, oh my God, is this going to happen again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that just puts people in a, in a stressed state um, because they don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to repeat itself? Are they going to go through this experience that they had before that they kind of remember, but don't fully remember? Um, or, or is it going to have a different outcome? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it, we're back to outcomes again, aren't we? Where it's like they don't quite know what the outcome's going to be. And so they end up very stressed about it. The thing is, as well, when people get very stressed because they're fearful, it puts their body under a lot of stress. So their adrenal glands start overworking. Um, they start putting out lots of adrenaline and cortisol. Um, they also will... Um, um, perhaps their, their pineal glands will overwork and they'll make a lot of um, melatonin and then it kind of the, the body kind of stops making it because there's too much of it um, and, and they're in a very stressed and anxiety uh, an anxious state um, which then just adds to and feeds the, the fear with the negative energy that's there so um, so getting people to a calm state and um, um, finding ways of de-stressing is really important so that they can actually look at things from a calm state rather than from a, an anxious, stressed state. And then, then it's a lot easier to look at um, how to approach the situation and to overcome that fear. Um, and there was a book, I can't remember the author, you know, uh, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway, um, which was written years ago, which was one of the first books that I actually read that when I went, moved on to, um, my healing path and my, my spiritual path. Um, and it was very much about confronting the fear and, and looking at, um, what it is that you're actually fearful of so that you can, um, find a way forward through that fear. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a few other things that have just sort of popped to mind so if you look at uh, in the work I'm doing with, with the coaching side of things where I'm working with someone who has say for example fear of judgment and it might be that they've been judged by somebody in the past but the reason they have a fear of judgment is because of that effect that that moment originally had on them that imprinted on them is triggered by uh, well if I do this someone's going to judge me and it can be, and, it, and you know, it can be linked with things like um, uh, not good enough and, and those sorts of beliefs that they have. So it's not as simplistic as necessarily just the fear from a coaching perspective. Um, but just because one person judged you once doesn't mean that everyone's going to judge you now. But because we don't know what that outcome is, because we haven't yet experienced it, we haven't come through the other side of it, then that's where the fear comes from well what if somebody judges me does that make sense yeah and and then to me then that's um flagging up to you are you actually judging yourself absolutely yeah too hard on yourself yes because actually if you've got a fear of somebody else judging you then then you need to be going inward and looking at yourself and saying, wow, do I judge me? Do I judge other people as well? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was younger, I know that I was very judgmental. Um, and, and I didn't mean to be part of that was programming. I feel that, well, or fixed false beliefs, what I call fixed false beliefs, which is kind of patterning and programming that comes, it's learning that comes from, um, family, 
friends, teachers, uh, whatever, yeah, whoever. Yeah. Um, and, and and as I've come to um, understand myself better and and done the healing work, uh, I recognise that I was very judgmental at one time, and I've and and I remember. Um, in one of my jobs, one of my corporate jobs, one of the things <laughs> that came out of a um, 360 degree assessment that was done. So, so one of those was like your manager would you, would assess you, but also your your immediate colleagues would assess you. And one of the things that came out of that was that I was very judgmental, and I was absolutely mortified that people saw me like that. Um, but it was it was a big wake up call for me because it made me look at things and, and look at myself differently and look at the way that I approach things and look at the way that um, that I communicated what I what I was perceiving because I can be very I know I can be very sort of in your face and and to me <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> can't say I've ever can't say I've ever noticed that <laughs> and and it's not that I'm I'm being I'm, I'm intentionally being nasty or anything sure. it, it's it's just that I don't flower things up and I've had to learn to flower things up a little bit so that I'm a little more tactful with people because because you know I, I just say it as it is to me sure and it's my perception um but but it, it's but then it's how the person that you're speaking to actually accepts that because of their own experiences and the place that they're in at that moment in time. So I've I've had to learn to um, be a little more subtle, if you like, with the way that I um, give. Uh, or, or it's not that I'm wanting to be critical or anything, but because um, I, I don't ever want anybody to feel that that they're being judged or or anything. But but I want them to reach their potential. So it's it's learning to give constructive suggestions. Um, to help people to move forward rather than make them feel that they're being judged, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's one of the big keys to communication is the understanding that how you give information or how you give your opinion isn't necessarily how it's received by the other person. And I think this is a, a, a topic for another for another podcast is, is about communication um, particularly within relationships and, and I don't necessarily well relationships with people, clearly because you're communicating with them um but also within within personal relationships as well uh i think i i do feel that that this is why a lot of relationships break down it's it's down to the communication and and perception between yeah. people so i definitely you know, think um, i don't want to get off topic here because i think no. we've still got stuff to cover and i think that would be a really useful one to add to the list of uh, ones we can do I've made a note. <laughs> in, the ne- in the next few weeks and just discover communication and relationship breakdowns and, and or, you know, just discuss that topic and go around that topic and see if, what we come up with for that. Yeah. I think with fear, I think, you know, there are different types of fear. Uh, so, for example, if you're scared of flying because you're scared that a plane's going to come crashing down because the engine's going to fail because of past life experience or whatever your experience is or your reason for that is then it's not like um you haven't uh where am i going with this what i was going to say was so fear of judgment is something that you can look at within yourself fear of a plane going down depending how you're perceiving that to be isn't necessarily something that you're going to necessarily think of reflecting with yourself oh, so what do i need to look at me about a plane going down 
from a from a I'm talking from a coaching perspective or from a cognitive a conscious thought process of looking into it yes we've got things like journaling and stuff we've mentioned before that could help someone get clarity on why they might be afraid of flying for that reason and which then leads me on to phobias as well because fear of spiders for example mum was scared of spiders as you know um i'm not overly keen (laughs) okay so there's a so fear of spiders phobias then to a degree that's irrational or is it? And that's what I just want to. I know, no, I know, no, I know. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm opening it. I'm, it. I'm opening it up here because I, I have, um, you know, I'm not particularly brilliant with spiders. I won't kill them, and I will capture them and the big ones and little ones. I don't even bother about. They can just no, mooch around too. and do do their own thing. But something like fear of spiders is potentially learned behaviour. If we look just in the in the. Um, Maybe not so much from the healing energy side of things, but if your parents, as a child, if you see your mum leaping onto a chair when a spider scuttles across the floor, chances are you're going to go, oh, hang on a minute, mum's scared of it. It must be something to be scared of. So we can learn. Yeah, that's just that's just brought a memory back, actually, <laughs> of uh, not of spiders, but of, I don't know whether you'll remember it, but of mice. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. With the broom. Dad, dad chasing and around trying to get up on the chair and yeah. me up on the chair and dad chasing it around, around the kitchen with the broom the kitchen yeah but it went up behind the kitchen cupboards one side of the kitchen and out it got around the back somehow and out the other side <laughs> sorry i digress but but it, it yeah it, just, it did make me <laughs> uncomfortable with the idea of um of mice and of course these these were field mice that got into the house because we lived out in the country but <laughs> But yeah, sorry. No, it's all right. Um, but, so, but, that, but that was probably a learned behaviour then as well. Was like, oh, yeah. You know. So, so let's talk about um, phobias and and so just, just like to explore this for a few minutes um, about phobias particularly. So something that people could look at, you know, like fear of buttons, for example, is a thing. I know someone who has a fear of buttons. Um, to me. You know, if you, in some ways, you can look at that and be, oh God, really? But I, I mean, I understand certainly with the work I'm doing with people, I understand phobias and you know, they are debilitating things. It is something that actually really? gets you at a physical level. So from an energetic perspective, what are your thoughts around phobias particularly? Phobias, um, to me, it's something that's happened in another lifetime that's um, been traumatic. So um, the link is that something awful happened when I was buttoning up my jumper or I was buttoning up for for using the buttoning experience. Um, Maybe it was a a maid buttoning up something for her mistress, you know, um, doing the buttons on the back of a dress or, or, or whatever, and something traumatic happened. Maybe, I don't know, this is a bit of a wacky thing, but um, maybe a, a candle got knocked over and the curtains went on fire. And so the memory of that is imprinted in, in the person's energy. So they go to do buttons up on somebody else that will trigger that, that memory of that happening. And, and so to everybody else, it is, um, it, it doesn't make sense why this person would have a, a fear of buttons. 
But if mm-hmm. they've had something traumatic that's happened while they've been doing something with buttons, well, they might have been sewing buttons on a on a an, a, a garment or something, and something happened. Um, that then it it seems irrational to everybody around them, but to the person, it's a real it's a real fear and it's a real phobia because they've got that traumatic imprint that is linked to that that thing that they have the fear of. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? And and um, and certainly when I've cleared energies relating to things like that, the phobia's gone. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's very real for the person, and and but for the onlooker, it's like, what is their problem? <laughs> you know. But but you can't you, you can't. Um, make any kind of um of judgment about it because we're all on on different paths and we've all had um different experiences and you know if we've had something traumatic happen when we've been doing something like buttoning something up or um um I, I can sort of liken it to foods as well having a phobia about a certain food or a food intolerance um that is often linked to something traumatic that's happened while the person has been eating that food at some point in time. Um, whether that's this current life or whether it, it's another um, life experience that they've had. And um, and it will seem irrational to people because it comes from nowhere. And, they, and people kind of think, oh, God, I'm, I'm, there's obviously something wrong with me. But, it, but it's... Um, it's just something that's very deep within them that they've hidden um, because because it upset them so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. our unconscious mind's just trying to protect us. Absolutely. So, so we yeah. bury we bury trauma. We bury it. Yeah, and we and and some of it is you know the really really traumatic stuff is buried very very deep, very deep. I find it very very deep in people, and um, and and it may be something. That, that somebody else would would think well, that was nothing but it depends on the circumstances that that kind of surround it and and the experiences that they'd had previous to it and you know you can you can have something that's happened in the life that you're experiencing now and that you're conscious of now um that is really traumatic and you can bury that very very deep so it doesn't necessarily have to be something from eons ago um that that's deep in the energy sometimes it is but it can be from from their current experience that they've just it, it was just too much for them to actually deal with so they've compartmentalized it and shoved it away but it's yeah. to protect them um to keep them safe and and um but but then something else might trigger that at some point and and bring up a, a fear or a phobia or um um misunderstanding or beliefs that aren't that actually aren't true but it's just come from the experience that they they've had sure so um and then that affects the way that they react and respond and we've certainly talked um we've touched on this before where um you know taking a step back to respond to a situation rather than just reacting to it because you've been yes. triggered um and so it you know, if they've got something deep that then gets triggered, it, it then affects the way that they um, react to a situation rather than respond to it. And and it will bring up that fear 
and, and they'll feel uncomfortable and they'll feel anxious and they'll feel stressed and they'll, they'll get that funny feeling in their tummy and, 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 and maybe they start breathing um, more shallowly and, and faster than they would normally and maybe they'll sweat as well and that's all their body just um, giving them an indication that there's, there's something that's making them feel very uncomfortable um, that actually needs addressing but often it just gets pushed down again because they don't know how to deal with it yeah 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 now you mentioned just going back a second you mentioned the uh, the book feel the fear and do it anyway or whatever the actual title is but and that's a way of reframing uh, something we do a lot in coaching is reframing situations and we talked about um right at the beginning of fear standing for or one one example of standing for uh, false evidence appearing real and i know in previous discussions the conversations that you and i've had uh, you came. You had another couple of um, sort of variations on that, that that from a reframing perspective might just help people just to yeah. take that step back for response to look at what's actually going on. Can you remember what one, they were? One of them was um, forget everything and run. And, and that kind of links to the um, flight or fight. Yes. Um, definitely situation and, and if you kind of forget everything and run you're putting yourself in a, a space of safety um safety aren't yeah. you and then yeah. from that safe place place of safety then you can look at the, what was going on and and find a way of of dealing with it but the immediate response might be that you need to do that and then it was um the other one i think was fake evidence appearing real there was another one. I can't remember what no, it was. Actually, yeah. I write it down. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I think these were ones I'd seen on um, on um, social media, and I thought, oh, that's an interesting way of looking at things, and, and maybe we need to look at it. But I've, I've forgotten what the other one was. I'm sorry. No, that's right. I mean, I think um, I think with with anything like this, the the important thing to remember is that the outcome. It, if you it's the fear of the outcome whether it's the plane going down whether it's the spider's going to bite me whether it, that's the fear because that sorry that's what it's the outcome that's actually more of a problem than the fear the fear is just what we attach the out the fear of the outcome to if that makes sense right so am i actually genuinely fearful that a spider a little tiny spider. I'm not talking about a big tarantula bird eating thing with big fangs or anything, but a little tiny house spider is actually going to bite me. Am I actually genuinely fearful that the plane is going to go down? Am I fearful that I'm going to say this thing and the person standing opposite me or someone on social media is immediately going to jump on it and judge me? It's the fear of it rather necessarily than it happening because statistically none of those things or all of those things are quite low in terms of the likelihood of it happening statistically yeah but it's what the the, the fear of it does so this unknown and it, it's really it's the it's the unknown outcome isn't it yeah. is it am i going to be put in that situation again and that's what you're thinking subconsciously not on a conscious level necessarily sure. Um, or is it going to be a different outcome? But but it it then puts the, the body into the stress state, and that that's where it um, 
makes it uncomfortable for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and where they they feel feel fearful, and and then then it stops them from actually dealing with things properly and and looking at the best way to deal with it because because um, because they're fearful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so then, it's really difficult, isn't it? Yeah. To yeah, kind yeah. Of use different words from, <laughs> from fear. Um, but but yeah, it's because they're they're fearful. They they then it, it's like I don't do that just in case something might happen um yeah. and and then it then it chips away at confidence as well and yeah, that's one yeah. of the things i found um the other thing with people that are very fearful is that they often end up in negative spirals as well um and and they're then that the way that they talk can be be very negative and of course if they're very fearful all the time their body's under a lot of stress all the time that affects their immune system and then that has a knock-on effect and affects their physical health as well so um, so looking at fears um, it, it is quite an important thing to do to, to kind of get some understanding of, of whether, whether there is anything really to be afraid of um, or not. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the things that, that people might find helpful um, on my Peaceful Living website, um, on the things you can do for yourself page, there is a meditation for those of you that are interested in meditation and find meditation helpful, um, where you can look at your, your deep fears and um, do some healing work with those to, to help clear some of the energies around that so that you can um, feel more comfortable about things. Um, so that might be something that, that you might find um, helpful. Other people might find um, um, carrying crystals um, helpful and certainly ones that you're drawn to just to help calm you down. So, um, but things that, that come to mind are rose quartz, um, howlite, that's a real good um, calm, calming one, um, amethyst as well. Yeah. Three crystals that come off the top of my head that just to carry in your pocket or wear as a bracelet um, would be um, helpful for, for people if they're, they're feeling very fearful and feeling very anxious, just to help their body to kind of calm down. But also it's that take a deep breath. Yeah, just mindful breathing, just actually. Mindful breathing. Conscious breathing. Um, and yeah. and um, um, taking that step back so that, so that they can take a deep breath and then look at the situation and, and is it anything actually to be afraid of? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And then that book, I'll put the link to feel the fear and, and do it anyway, because, um, it's it's another thing that people might find useful and as far as i know you can still get it and and you know it's um it's just another perspective on on how you can approach things that make you um afraid yeah excellent well hopefully the listeners have got some some ideas of things certainly in terms of possibly understanding a bit more about why they have fears um whether they need to journal and reflect on them themselves or uh, and, and some things that they can do uh, with meditation, breathing, um, whatever, to, to help uh, ease some of that while they then reflect on what what they feel is the right approach to do. And, and there's things we can do with coaching, there's things we can do with healing yeah, as well if, if they want to come uh, uh, want to come and go down that route uh, a path as well. So I think, again, I think fear might be an interesting one to explore again in the future. Um maybe look at some specific examples. So actually look at um, specific fears maybe and, and things that are quite common that 
people are struggling with and, and give them a bit more of a direct um, uh, approach that they can take if they are struggling with that particular thing. So Absolutely. So, so listeners, if you've got um, any particular fears that you'd like us to discuss and, and give tips on um, how you could overcome those fears, then please email us um, and we will uh, look at them in another session. Yeah, excellent. Super. Well, time again. And I'm sure the next next week will whiz round for the yes. for the next one. But now, again, another fascinating topic from my perspective with what I do and, and what you do from the uh, what we do from the energy side of it as well. So, yeah, it's interesting stuff. OK. Fabulous. OK. Until next time. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Mm-hmm.